Hello and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing Revealed. My guest today, well, I'm not actually quite sure how to introduce him. Just to give you the listeners some context, prior to having a guest on the show, I invite them to fill out a short form just to give them some information about, about themselves, about their business, just so we can have a bit of structure for the episode overall. But I think the form must have not been working correctly or there must have been some other technical hitch because this is basically the introduction that I've got for today's guest. So today's guest wanted to be introduced as the amazing, handsome, beautiful, best motocross rider in the UK, Lord Benjamin Poulter. Now, I can see at least three or four things wrong with that for a start. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm definitely going to need to see some paperwork about those lordship credentials. But all that aside, welcome to the show, Benjamin. Thank you very much, Dave. Nice to be here. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I have actually got lord credentials for my birthday once. <laughs> I basically own a bit of land in um, the Lake District. Ah, it might right. be a foot by a foot a big, but apparently it entitles you to be called a lord, which was I think is a, it's like a gimmick. Like when you own a star, you're never going to see it. Well, I, actually, I might go up there one day, but yeah, sure. it, I haven't been there as yet. Have you got room to to build? You've not got room to build a castle um, on on well, this land. Maybe or... one out of Lego, possibly, but. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> okay, so I mean that—that's great. So that—that's all the proof that we need here. So at least right, I'm right. I'm, I'm speaking with land royalty at, oh, at the very did, least yeah. here. <laughs> so, so aside from that, then you, you better you better tell us about these bikes as well, seeing as uh, oh, that well, seems to um, be quite important. When I was younger, I was into into motocross and I used to ride across the, the fields and things, and they used to have beat up bikes. But then since I've started like online marketing and then stopped doing my electrician job my last job that obviously i was doing for what 20 years i thought well, well i need something to something to do basically and i thought get back into motocross and i've got cousins and friends that also do it so i've made another uh, i've got a reconnected sort of thing with a little bit little group of friends and now i've got straight back into my motocross i'm out of the group i'm one yet to hurt myself desperately like where i have to sort of give it a miss for a week but yeah every week now we go motocross and go around the uk on these tracks which i thoroughly enjoy i'm 40 years old sort of thing i'm not gonna be the best but it's something i really enjoy it gets my adrenaline pumping and especially with what happened in the past few years i couldn't go off snowboarding because i used to do well i did that maybe two or three years ago as well which did it every year but because we couldn't travel i thought right back into my motocross sort of thing but yeah i've definitely took on to that now and i really enjoy it and boys and toys sort of thing, stuff like that, because you like to take them apart, you like to clean them and stuff like that, really. Yeah, plenty to keep you busy on, on Indeed, the weekend yeah. when you're, you're not doing all this. <laughs> keep you shut away in the garage out of the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so was that something that you also used to do as a kid as well, or was that something that you've just more recently got into? No, well, uh, as a kid, um, I was always playing around with engines, well, playing around with sort of my push bike, my BMX, and always fixing that. But then obviously escalated up because my first career, I always wanted to be a mechanic. I want to be a mechanic. So used to take the cars apart, fix them, help my dad fix them. My dad was a bit of a jack of all trades. So we'd do builder, plastering, and 
they do everything, do mechanics. So obviously I had uh, my hand as well, giving him giving him, him a hand. I was growing up, so then that's what I did when I first left school was mechanics, which um, I did that for a year. I qualified, went to college and everything, or qualified in, in a year's course, not fully qualified. But um, the reason why I quit that, I was 16, young, silly, but I also worked in a restaurant in the evening where I was washing up. So I got my hands clean. I said, oh, well, because the other lads used to say, well, when you go, when you're a waiter, you get to meet a lot of people and a lot of nice girls. And I said, right, can I um, top in a washer upper now? And then can I do the waitering? I said, Ben, you can't be a waiter. You can't serve food with grease under your fingernails. So I thought, right, I want to meet girls. So I quit being a mechanic <laughs> to be a waiter at the restaurant in the evening, which um, was, was fun. But obviously, well, I, I think it, it was, it, everyone has their path sort of thing. And I chose to do that at the time, then go back to college to do bookkeeping. So I did college of bookkeeping and worked as a waiter in the evening. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm surprised you you had the dirty fingernail, fingernails really, because surely if you were you were washing up in the restaurant, there some of that you know the washing up liquid must have been industrial strength stuff. You know, it was yeah, in, but when enough I, to take when the I, skin off your fingers as well. It but. was, but when I turned up to do the work, I'd have like dirty hands, mechanics. Sort of <laughs> I think now they were well back in the day when I was sort of doing it, they didn't have the gloves and they didn't have that special gel that you used to wash hands of mm. all the time. So now they have the gloves and you've got well mechanics more likely have lovely soft hands because they're in them um, in the gloves all day but from when i was doing it i was the apprentice so i got to do all the dirty jobs which i didn't quite enjoy either yeah that, that seems to be the thing yeah that seems to be the thing when you're when you're you're a kid and you you start having your first job or, or, or two you, you think it's all you think it's going to be great you think you're oh, basically going to be running the place within a week exactly <laughs> yeah you've got aspirations to think yeah oh, this is going to be great when they give you something difficult all right i can't do that like how do i do that or i've, I've done it completely wrong and it's sort of i don't know it's sort of a kick in the teeth when you say yep yeah, you've spent all day doing that but it's completely wrong because you've got to learn haven't you you, you do is trial and error you've got to learn by your mistakes but i, I it's a tough, tough pill to swallow sometimes, even, even even more so when you're young, I think. Yeah. Did you ever graduate then from doing uh, the dishwashing to, to being a waiter then? Did, did, did that ever yes. transpire? Yeah. I did. I was a waiter for about a month. But then um, I realised I could get more money working delivering pizzas because I started, I got I from 16 to 17, I had a license because when I was 16, I had a, a moped, 50cc went around on. So that got me to and from my jobs. But then when I got a car, well, yeah, I could deliver pieces. But that is a, a, another story. So, well, I'll tell you the little bit. I worked for Domino's, but there was a few of us worked for Domino's, but they sacked me only because I ate a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I just was so hungry after college all day and I ate one of the pizzas and they said, sorry, Ben, you got to go, which I completely understand. But they were in the town that I lived in sort of thing. There was a few different pizza parlors. So I just went around delivering pizzas and then earned, well, a lot better money than was waitering. And was doing college for bookkeeping in the day as well. Yeah. You've had, you've had a, a fairly varied part-time career overall <laughs> yes well um, well was yeah i didn't finish the bookkeeping either to be honest <laughs> <laughs> because when i was doing the bookkeeping you know, obviously you have six weeks holiday in the summer and someone else come along and they said oh ben do you want to be electrician's mate and i was like well yeah be something good for summer sort of thing i will get paid half decent money and i'll and the first week so i, I went and got, got the job as electrician's mate and the first week i was in manchester 
And then I found out that I knew someone within the company and he sort of took me under his wing because he lived in the same village. And uh, we, I, grew, I went to school with his daughter. So he thought, I said, oh, yeah, Ben, I'll look after Ben. So the next week I was in Luxembourg. After that, I was in Amsterdam. After that, I was in Paris. So I sort of quit being a, um, a accountant through bookkeeping because then they sort of offered me, they said, right, Ben, do you want to be an um, electrician, do an apprenticeship? I said, yeah, if you're going to send me to all these places. Yeah, so, I didn't think uh, an electrician lived such a jet-set lifestyle. Well, the, yeah, this is a, a different sort of thing, this, this was, because it was um, to do with DC power. I don't know if you know about that. It's, it's telephone communications. So it's a, a company that we subcontracted for, this company in, in Ketron, where I live, um, it's some contract for a company called Emerson, which was Swedish, but then got bought out by the US. But they did um, like servers, and everything like that. It, was, it was pretty interesting to be honest all over then after going around europe and because i got in with the management as well i said right ben do you want to go to japan do you want to go hong kong do you want to go to singapore so yes of course and because i was the apprentice when i was out in um i was out in japan and the full-time electrician that i was with the one that's qualified like that sort of clerk of work so he had to go home every three weeks because obviously he wanted out of family so i said ben you have a um you stay in Japan and wait for the next person to get there, the, the next manager to get there, or you can be paid to wait because it was cheaper for me to live out in Japan where it was in the UK. So I said, well, I'll wait. And there wasn't much to do in Japan. So the week that I had to wait, I went across to Singapore and everyone, well, I just partying basically. And it was like, oh, what, what hostel are you staying at? What, where are you staying and stuff? No, I'm staying in that hotel. So I used to get all these backpackers around in my hotel and we'd basically have the food. Like Basically, the best delicious of the day was a club sandwich. We'd all have club sandwiches and drink daiquiris and things. Like that. It, was, it, was, it was a brilliant lifestyle at the time. And it was so cheap back in the day because this is probably 2000, oh, 2003, something like that. Mm. It was quite a, quite a long time ago. But yeah, it was, it was great. I was traveling all over Japan, Hong Kong. Um, Argentina and Miami, all over. I was jet setting. It was, it was it was fantastic. I loved it. I was getting paid a good amount of money as well as an apprentice. And I, all I'd do is come back every. Well, I'd come do three week block release for my apprenticeship. It was meant to be a three year apprenticeship, but they said Ben, because you never come back sometimes for the course, you have to do another year. So I was like, fine, no worries. And because. I wasn't stupid sort of thing. I was quite clever and got my qualifications. They said, because you're doing another year and you're here again, we'll shove these other qualifications in that you can get as well. So when I finally become qualified four years later, I was I was higher up than I expected to be as an electrician. So that, that let me in good steed to get another job, which was lucky because after my final qualification to become an electrician, they phoned me up and said, oh, Ben, you're no longer employed. I was like, oh, sugar, what have I done? They said, oh, the company's going to liquidation. So I'd just become qualified. And before that, I was basically jet-setting around the world. Thereafter that, I was working in Slough with a hard hat and a high vis. <laughs> and it was complete yeah. change. That's how easy things can change. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that company must have gone into liquidation probably off, off the back of paying your bar bill then, was it? And, and putting all, all these, all, all these backpackers you. in your hotel. <laughs> I bet those club sandwiches in Singapore didn't come that cheap. No, 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 it was good. It was it was a good time. But they never they never grumbled about the money sort of thing that we were spending. But because we were out there, we were away from home. So it didn't matter to me because I was, what, 19? And it didn't really bother bother me being away. But the other people, they went home because they had families and things like that. 
I was having the time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I never imagined that uh, that being a an apprentice electrician would be would be so exciting. You know that. that oh is, no, definitely. Yeah, so I landed uh, on my feet there. So I mean, I've got a couple of mates at job as well. Where and my brother, we also went out to Australia as well. So a few of us did get in there, and we got like a gang of us that were the ones that went abroad. We didn't do it to Manchester. No way. We went to Luxembourg. We went to Hong Kong and Australia. <laughs> and it was it was brilliant. It was. But the thing is, like, what you realise now, because a, a few things have happened like that in that in my career as an electrician, nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. There's always something that will happen, like liquidation. The contract goes to someone else, and that company that it went to doesn't want you. <laughs> no, no, that is uh, that happened. is so true. That that whatever whatever you're doing in, in life nothing nothing ever nothing lasts is forever guaranteed so, so you, sort of thing you, you've gone from this rock star jet set lifestyle mm-hmm. and then you're you know back on the site in slough, slough. Of all places <laughs> dark clouds rain high-vis jacket probably wondering where it all went wrong well yeah <laughs> traveling down what? in the old beat-up rover i remember it to this day driving <laughs> leaving at four o'clock in the morning to get on site for six ah oh completely different and where did things go from there four years ago four or five years ago maybe where i tried to employ people but then the people you'd employ would ring you up going oh ben i don't know how to do this what's the point you being there then because i'm giving you this amount to do the job and i got me on the phone half the time so it stopped me doing the work and so i tried to go into a manager position for another company which I didn't enjoy it. I tried different things to stay with the in, within the industry, but then I'm I'm six foot six foot four, so climbing around in people's lofts and climbing up on these cherry pickers and that I, I didn't I, I didn't enjoy it anymore. I didn't. My heart was out of it. So sort of I didn't have fun. But although I was earned, the only reason I did it because of money. I am the money was good. It enabled me to have nice holidays, have nice cars and things like that, and I valued that a lot more than the hours that I was working from six in the morning till 10 at night until um, sort of, I thought, right, I want to try something different. So then I thought, well, I'm going to look into doing something else online. I think I can't remember even where I saw it, maybe on Facebook where I was surfing and working online. So I looked into crypto and obviously I didn't think, I didn't know enough about crypto to be able to invest in it. And it was skeptical because there were so many scare stories out there. So I thought, well, Forex would be the option for me. And I did have a little success story for that because my daughter lived sort of three quarters of an hour away in Birmingham. So I was driving on the way to Birmingham and playing with, okay, I probably should say this, but I was playing with my phone. But um, And I made £2,000 on the Forex trading on this app on my phone. That's brilliant. So I gave it to my daughter on the way home and said, just do this, just do that. Well, on the way back, I lost it. <laughs> so that was a massive lesson to learn as well. So I thought, right, I've got to start something properly. I think it was a bit of a gamble for me, Forex trading. I enjoyed it, yeah, and it's a big rush when you win, but it's a bit bit of a sad one when you lose as well. It's a, it's a gamble. I, I didn't do any training on it. I just give it a go. Yeah, so then, you see, see so many people, especially on Facebook, who are dabbling in Forex and they're all, all very quick to share their big wins, wh- whether mm-hmm. they're on the live accounts or whether they're on demo accounts, which exactly. is quite possibly more likely given the yeah. size of some of these wins that they're sharing. But then they tend to disappear just as abruptly as that they appeared. appeared. 
-hmm. So you you would expect that they've probably blown their bank along the way. Exactly, and that's it. Yeah, it's not as easy as as it looks. Or everyone thinks they're going to be the Wolf of Wall Street, don't they? That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and go because I watch these films. It's a it's one of these things. You you watch a film and you get inspiration. You think, yeah, I can do that. Well, it, they, it's a film, so they're going to show you the good parts, aren't they? In real life, it's, I think I assume there's a lot of people that have sort of lost out on maybe trading and index funds and sort of investing it is a little bit of a gamble to, to me well it depends what you invest in i assume to where yeah. you go from so then after that i thought right i'm gonna start amazon fba something something a video i saw maybe or something enticed me to think well yeah this is a, a feasible no i'll tell you what it was it was my friend he he quit being a um a manager for a big company and started an Amazon FBA and he told me about it. I thought, well, well I've got, yeah, I could do this. I'll give that a go. So I went on and I found like Jungle Scout and found um, so many products. Obviously got excited. So I thought, right, I'm going to invest this much money and bought loads from China. Got them, got them straight in and onto Amazon where the Amazon shop was up, up and running and it was going well. I'd do my description and then I'd uh, use, I think there's Amazon something on there where you can pay to be, um, sort of top yeah like a featured yeah featured things you, you pay to play basically in, in yeah. every game i think you pay to play but you can be featured in that and then it got the, got the um the sales up because the thing is what i found with amazon fba is even if there's a hundred people selling that same product it's still a lucrative product so go for it because if you can get that top gap then that's what's going to make you better. You got to pay to play. You got to get to the top. So that that's what I did. I paid to play, and then obviously made. There's one um, product that I got. These little RFID wallets. Basically, because cars are getting stolen all over at the minute with the radio signals from your from your key, you put this your key inside a little. Um, it's like a, an RFID a radio signal blocker, basically. Overnight, then people can't steal your car from outside your house. Which I thought, yeah, it's great. I think the UK needs them. So I went through, I think I got, well, I think I was 750 to start with, and it was going so well, I got 7,500. And they sold out as well. So that was going fantastic. I was going well. And also at the at the time as well, I was going to the local um, Tesco's and there's a, an Argos warehouse in the in where I live and picking up products and just putting them up on a pallet, shipping them off to Amazon FBA. I was having the time of my life. It was brilliant. It was it was selling out. I was making money. Amazon take quite a bit of a cut, to be honest. But they they was they were um, selling it all for you. And then I found BlueTac, which BlueTac sold for nine pound ninety eight in America, where I was buying it for seventy five p in the UK. So obviously, I bought five thousand of them, shipped them off on a pack. It did cost me a few hundred quid to get them to the UK and to get through customs to get them into mm. amazon but once they're in there they sold our hotcakes it was brilliant it was going well until someone else come along and said hey this is doing well i can do that with the blue tack it wasn't branded to me so that was proper um like blue blue tack brand so someone else jumped on that so then i was in compet com competition so it was 9.98 down to 6.98 and then i think it got to about two dollars which this guy had more guts than me because he must have um, been importing, I don't know, 50,000. So that sort of dropped out the um, American market for me. And then the same thing happened in the UK with the RFID wallets. People were selling them for 99 cents. Well, I was paying 
one pound something to get them sent out. So when I was originally selling for five ninety nine, so I thought, well, again, this is not going to last forever. I went to click funnels and then did the one funnel away challenge, which I thought was brilliant. That that was great. Really enjoyed that. Um, but then obviously I found out that I needed a product. So what I was, what a lot of people do as well, they do the one funnel away challenge to promote the one funnel away challenge which helped me get people to subscribe, which pays for ClickFunnels now. That's why I use ClickFunnels because I, I, I enjoy the, the software and I, I think it is good. And they've got a massive update come out now as well. But um, so that pays for itself. And I think I make maybe $200 a month off of people that subscribe through me as well. So, but then it wasn't something that was going to make some a... I'm still working. I'm still doing jobs, electrician. I'm still doing this at night. So I'm still sort of burning myself out. And I didn't want that. I wanted to change what I was. I didn't want to be an electrician. I, I sort of decided I want to do something online. I, I enjoy doing online. I enjoy speaking to people all over the world. So then I went to um, Australia, not for a walkabout or anything, not to get my head together, but for a wedding. Well, whilst I was there, we, we did have a bit of a walkabout and get around and sort of give me a taste of what, life was like if you didn't have to do a nine to five you weren't tied down sort of you didn't have to go here at this certain time you didn't have to answer because i was in australia it was different time zone to the uk no one phoned me about work because when they did i was in bed so i didn't answer it so it was i just thought this is what i want this is the light i'm, I'm so much happier when i come back because obviously we were all meant to go the whole family but the girls were doing their exams so my girlfriend said oh we can't go to australia I said we I can. <laughs> so I, I went on my own. But we, I think you were so much happier. Like, because I, I don't know, maybe I was a moody git when I was being an electrician. I, I was probably a bit stressed and it and I was different. And so then when I come out of Australia, I thought, right, I've got to look into I wanted to go to Funnel Hacking Live in um obviously America to say, right, this is gonna help me. I invest in myself to pay because I invested in myself. It's the first time I really invested in myself because I'm religiously tight. Well, I have been quite tight at things. I don't, I don't want to shock out money unless I get something physical in my hand from it. I don't want to pay for training, no way. But um, that's the sort of attitude I had. So then I looked into going to, obviously, Funnel Hacking Live. But when I come back from America as well, we were on lockdown and we couldn't go anywhere. So I thought, well, I'm not going to just wait for because you don't know how long this is going to be over. So I was looking into Russell Brunson and then found... Um, another guy come up so i thought right buy his book read that and it sort of resonated with me i thought yeah i relate to this guy's got the same same struggles what i sort of had or yeah, how was that what was the book that was the iceberg effect by dean holland and same sort of because he come from the same sort of background where well he was he did chef work in a restaurant but then also was in the building industry but then sort of sort of related to it a bit but then obviously you got you get an upsell to maybe a um, sort of a, a opportunity to go in a high ticket program and to learn more and to promote other products. And then my skeptical kicked in again. No, $2,000, not doing that. Rip off. So I thought, right. And they obviously, after I spoke to, um, I got a few emails and they said, well, do you want to register a call? Yeah, I'll register a call. I'll catch this guy out. I'll ask him a thousand questions. So detail my questions down and then got on the phone to him. Well, he was great. He sort of answered all my questions, told me 
told me that it wasn't a get rich quick scheme so don't start getting that into your head you're not going to be a millionaire tomorrow it doesn't work like that which i thought doesn't it because <laughs> everyone else everyone else told me it does but it doesn't so he told me the truth then he said well would you sorry was it dean you spoke to or was it no somebody... it was uh, one of his team i can't remember the guy's right. name now but it, um, it might have been glenn but um it was, it was one of dean's team that obviously phoned me up because he's He's getting quite big now, sort of thing, a lot as well. I think there's 1,200 people in his group on Facebook. So, yeah, he's getting bigger and bigger and better. So, obviously, it was one of his team that phoned me up. And um, so he said, well, well, so uh, do you think this is a good fit for you? Like, we're, we're, we're happy to offer you the position because I think they like to speak to people as well to make sure the current position they're in because you can't just have anyone go on to your course. I know that on a high-ticket program now, I experience that people do go into it with – false hopes and when it doesn't work out they bad mouth them and put them down and say well this is not going to work out so i think they want to speak to people as well so i said right i'm going to think about it right see what happens now he's gonna uh sort of bully me into buying it okay no worries speak to you later and he said i'll give you a call in a week just hung up on me in a way sort of thing he didn't pressurize me to buying it or selling it so i i thought i talked to my girlfriend as well because because i'm I can get roped in quite easily. I'm a bit of a um, easily it? led is the easily phrase. led possibly. Yeah. yeah, get excited <laughs> about things. Like this is a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, let's do this, and it doesn't work out. I'm one of these people. Like, yeah, we'll do this. I can. I'm a great. I'm a great at motocross. Let's go up there. Break your leg. Hmm, it wasn't that good. But <laughs> something like that sort of person I am. I get easy, like easy led. So I spoke to my girlfriend that never sort of knew anything about it and she was definitely she was like no two thousand pound not a chance two thousand dollars whatever not a chance don't do that so i was like right okay i look into a lot more looked into reviews and read read a lot more about it and for about a week and then i didn't he did phone me back but i said no i'm ready i want to i want to opt in and so the rest was history and i'm I'm glad i did i'm glad i did because it was it was it was detailed training and if in what to do, how to do it, and then why you use an autoresponder, why you're using funnels, why you're using that. It's not just, just do this, just do that. It gives you an explanation. And there was no, like from what I'd been doing before with watching the YouTube videos, there was always, hey, you want to find out more? There's this. In this, in the course that you actually invested yourself in, it was, you want to find out more? Click on the next video. You don't have to pay. $500 or $10 or anything to invest in you in yourself it's step by step because I think with the YouTube videos you get sent down a rabbit hole and there's yeah. more and more and more but this one I had it all in one place so there wasn't sort of where I had to get upsold anything it was it was all there I, I had it all so I spent maybe well I think it was a week I was in it every 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 evening and I had a few days off from work and stuff like that so I, I sort of got right into it and it, the, the more I did it the more I enjoyed it the more I learned so because it didn't didn't let you implement it straight away you didn't get you didn't sign up and go hey links go promote because I think they were skeptical you were you weren't just given everything right away was it more drip fed no it was basically what what they do is like a quick start challenge quick start blueprint which you have to go through to basically understand how it all works in real life. Like, because obviously I'd watched a lot of YouTube videos and thought I had a great understanding, naive to myself thinking, oh yeah, this is how it works, this is great. Just spam it here, spam it there and, and, and it'll work out. Well, it wasn't working out. So this is why I look for somewhere else. But um, 
yeah, so the, the quick start challenge, and I, I wanted, I was eager to get them links, get them affiliate links. So, I'll, but then going through the quick start blueprint, it sort of opened your eyes a bit to say, yeah, you're building a business. You're not doing it for a quick win. You might get a quick win here, quick win there, but it's it's not it's not going to last. You want to sort of build a reputation, build a brand, build a business. And and the thing is about the program that I'm inside of, well, with Dean Holland, it um, it's not just for hey this is promoting this high ticket. It's educating you in the fact to go out there and maybe, I don't know, a year or two later, do your own course or your own products or evolve into coaching like a lot of people do with affiliate marketing. It's just op options are endless in a way. So this is why I enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I think it's more of a, a mindset shift as well. Looking at things, trying to do things properly, Look, looking more to the long term as well to try and actually build a real business out of it rather than just doing things like what you you talked about before and things like I've done in the past as well, where you are literally just throwing mud against the wall, hopping from one thing to another, hoping that it sticks or always chasing that, that next short term sale. And then when it comes or if it comes, then you're wondering what to do next. So I, I'm assuming this was that turning point for you where you stop being that kind of marketer or newbie marketer and and now you're trying to do something trying to do something properly yeah well to, to learn as well to invest like the massive turner point was invested in myself and it's i like like when when i was an electrician i didn't i didn't come out of school one day and think right i can be an electrician and obviously the government over here or the funded i think through the company funded and paid for me to learn well then i become an electrician through someone paying for it but obviously you don't get funded to become an affiliate marketer unless you're going to sponsor yourself or you have a sponsor possibly you have to invest in yourself and that was sort of a, ah like a light bulb moment hmm this is what i need to do this is not gonna work out unless i learn unless i well you can i think you can you could learn for free and a lot of people do learn for free off youtube and maybe books and stuff like that but then a lot of people sort of get down in the dump saying, well, it's not working. This, this is not working. And the thing with the high ticket program, uh, and people, someone said the other day to me, oh, so you uh, learn how to promote high ticket programs from a high ticket program to a high ticket program. So he's sort of skeptical about it. Well, I have to explain to him saying, well, but how did you become a chef? You learned from a chef. <laughs> this is how, chef. exactly. This is how, how the world, world works. If you're not interested, enough to learn and you're not going to get anywhere this is what i was like i wanted i wanted the success i wanted you know everything like that but i wasn't invested in myself enough and like you say the mindset thing i, I felt it's quite a big thing and I'm, i speak to a lot of people about mindset and like it, it excites me to think yeah i used to think this i used to think that and not not just with the affiliate marketing though i think a lot of aspects in life like with cash, I used to be one of these people that thought, right, I've got loads of cash in the bank. This is brilliant. Yep, yeah, great. I can do what I want. But I'm not going to because I have to spend it. Well, what's that cash going to do sitting in the bank? Nothing. It's just like having a potato sitting in your cupboard. It, it, nothing. It's going to do. It's, it's great not analogy. Do, yeah, well, I think <laughs> potato's going to go rotten. I know that. <laughs> well, it's not going to gain value, is it? It, well, I think it did. I had two thousand pounds in the an account, and it got two thousand and nine pound over two years, which wound me up because because obviously you sell a lot of online, but then your 
skeptical about like well yeah you don't want to invest it in this asset that asset what about investing it in yourself <laughs> it's a no-brainer well exactly i mean if, if you don't invest in yourself then nobody else is going to so no one's coming along not at this age yeah <laughs> yeah tell me about it <laughs> yeah right well, no, you've got to do it yourself mum and dad are like no way i've done my bit <laughs> <laughs> so so you uh, you went through uh dean's training program Presumably, you must have got got thing. You followed the training. You got things set up as as was taught to you. I mean, did you have any run into any challenges or any difficulties as as you were you were going along? Definitely, I didn't. It, it, well, I first started out as well. I'm one of these people that think, right, you get a course, you follow it step by step, and it all works. But it's different for everyone. People see things in a different way. People do things in a different way. So, some of the challenges was where maybe. Uh, organic outreach talked about well, ads i started with ads yeah that that didn't work either because i didn't word it right i didn't yeah with ad is there's, there's so many aspects if you're going to do google ads do a course on learning how to do google ads don't just go out there and give it a go because i, I watched a video once where they said hey sign up to google ads i give you 75 pound free to play with well yeah of course they do because you're not going to do anything you're just going to spend that 75 bucks and then maybe it'll go over to 90 because it will, it will do nothing. You haven't got your, you haven't got things set up properly. Like there's a reason for a landing page. There's a reason for an email list. And the reasons for things is what you need to know for things to work efficiently, for things to work properly, which obviously I learned now. I'm not saying that I know every single detail, but it interests me to, when, when it, you learn why things happen, why, why were you buy? Look at yourself to like, why you purchased that or why you clicked on that and what gets your hook story off a sort of thing, why you go into it. It's you got to look at yourself because well you, yourself is your perfect avatar in a way than what you you want to help but right for myself I want to help people that don't like the job that are, are stressed out and and want a different opportunity don't want a different way so that was that was exactly me but um forgot where I was going <laughs> yeah uh, any any challenges when you were setting up oh, or yes. going through the training and, and getting things set up the yes. way you wanted to get them setting up wise well i i knew i wanted to use click funnels they use a different funnel software in um uh dean holland's program but i knew i wanted to use click funnels because i've done that work and got to pay for itself and i thought well, i'm not going to jack that in now and then have two funnel pro softwares so i sort of knew i had to adapt a little bit anyway so it maybe took me a bit longer to go through it maybe a month or so to get it fine-tuned but within that month ago month or so after the quick start challenge i was able to promote i was able to get things set up but didn't go out because what i'd learned in the sort of week i learned that don't spam that spamming doesn't work like trust me you've tried that don't don't do it and it will damage you rather than anything because like these days sort of thing where people spam or they, they just put a link up there and this massive bit of text you think i'm not going to read it because it's jargon like in a way you, you ignore it and no one takes much note of it you've got to sort of entice people in and tell them a story then get them to maybe reach out to you then that's if they can be asked to reach out to you you know at least that's one step they're a little bit interested and they're not going to be these people that just want a quick dumb view system maybe or want someone else to do it all for me i don't want to do any hard work well you're not going to get far if you don't want to put the effort in yourself this is what i found out obviously the hard way so the challenges that i had there's a obviously when you turn when you enroll in a group a, a mentorship program sort of thing with dean holland or a lot of other high ticket affiliate programs there's a group and i suppose it was my 
male sort of I don't want to ask questions. I don't I don't I know things. I don't have to do that. And there was in, in the train you get training as well with it. So in the training they say ask questions. Uh, if you don't know, there's always someone else. Uh, there's because obviously this program's been going for a little while. There's someone else ahead of you that's had the problem. There's someone else behind you that might also be in your position that don't want to ask that question. So I just went in, asked questions. How do you do this? Like I'm struggling with traffic. I'm struggling with my landing page. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. Or even with you just fed up. I fed up, man. I burnt out. Or something. It's people who give you advice. And there was one guy on there that right sort of went right. I don't know whether he felt sorry for me or what, but he reached out on their messenger and just started talking to me like, do you know, do this, try that. And even though you might get a little bit of progress from what, what is, is detailed to you with maybe organic outreach, that then you can work on it. If this works, work on it. If it doesn't work, don't do it. But you could, you sort of step by step what you, and he, he taught me in a way to, to learn what, don't just go out and do it, do it and find out, why you did it, how you did it, and if it did it work, then replicate it and then work on it. Don't just think you're going to do 10 things and hope they work. Because if you don't track it and use your numbers, you're not going to know what did or didn't work. So you're just going to carry on doing 10 things. It's going to be the same thing, 10 things, 10 things, 10 things. So it's just a massive thing about, there's a lot more underneath that you've got to look into. You can't just go out there and say, hey, yeah, I'm an affiliate marketer. Hey, you want to buy my course? doesn't work like that you've got to educate educate people in the fact that this is how you do it. this is how it's how it needs to be done and there's certain techniques you can't just turn up and call yourself that one day you've got a couple of mentors by the sounds of it in the group yep who are helping you along as well how long did it take you then to start seeing some results results sort of happened i think after a year of signing up it took me around nine months to actually sort of get traction with the thing is as well and with, within the program there's not just a high ticket program hey you can buy this program right around that this is this is two thousand dollars there's sort of incentives like the book or there's smaller sort of little training courses where there's other programs that within within internet profits that you can help people in like traffic training maybe free training free download there's so many different lead magnets which you can use and obviously russell brunson named dean holland's funnel as the ultimate funnel and that's for a reason because there's so many different options in there that you can help people like yep the, the main product is the high ticket program but there's if people a lot of people don't are skeptical like themselves sort of being, i don't want to spend two thousand dollars it's it's a lot of money so maybe if there's a uh, hundred dollars for this training all these little bits of training lead up to the high ticket. This is the thing. Like they've always, they can always be in the background there. And if they, they, that little bit of training for a hundred dollars was valuable to that customer, they think, right, I enjoyed that. That helped me. That helped me promote this offer that I'm doing at the moment. I want to be able to get better commissions. And this training resonates with me. So it all leads towards the high ticket offer, which is in Dean Holland's affiliate, um, high ticket affiliate marketing program. So yeah, the night it's and then that's that's when I started getting small wins, I think, in um, in nine months. Small win here, small win then it sort of generates you think, hang about right now. I need to find out how I'm doing it or what I'm doing. And you look at your conversations you had, or look at maybe the post you did that brought um someone in that people are interested in. 
they all st- and you look back maybe a week later or two weeks later you think hang about someone's bought a whole lot you know what gone oh, through the entire really? funnel it's gone through the entire funnel for what this is valuable this is valuable this is value so you you i don't know it's just maybe you see me i'll get it like quite it's quite excited so you reach out to that person and go, hey, man, do you want any help? And stuff like that. They're like, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, but you want any questions? You can ask them. So they ask you a few questions and basically they ask you the brute honestly, don't they? How much do you earn? <laughs> How much do you do? So you, you tell them the truth. You can't. I'm not one of these people that sit there. I'm crap at lying. My girlfriend, I know that. Hey, I'm a millionaire. I've got 60 million thousand pounds or anything like that. Can't do that because I haven't got it. And so and I think I'll come across as that. But um, so you tell them the truth. Say, yes, I've earned $1,000. More than likely from your um course that you just bought but look how you did it well this is the thing you're telling the truth but from yourself and this is what i did for, and then that thousand dollars if i do that twice that's that course paid for no in a way and then a couple of months down the line it keeps happening and it and all the work that you're putting into now comes it, it sort of builds up so you've got to keep your momentum going and then you see your tracking and you see and people and the one person that bought some uh, products for me when was it last week or the week week before maybe i, I told him to get the book could be went through the funnel again and thought right i want this want this want that and i said oh great if you're um anywhere local we could um have a beer so i'm down the road in bedford oh, brilliant so i nipped down and had lunch <laughs> we sat and had lunch together because we didn't have a beer in the day sort of thing but uh, i had a spare afternoon so i thought oh, i'd nip down there and it was it was it was good to talk to someone about marketing because all my face to face as well yeah, yeah. It, is, it is always nice when you when you can meet somebody who's involved in the industry as well in the flesh yeah and hear their story yeah yeah so yeah. it's, it's always good when when you can do that so i mean that that's your your affiliate marketing side of things the, the journey continues it does. but <laughs> but um you've also now gone into podcasting as well yeah so what what made you decide that you were gonna get into that? Well, with a few people I spoke to, well, not spoke to, maybe listen to their training, like Dean uh, Dean Holland, Russell Brunson. They always say, that, well, I think Russell Brunson has documented his journey very well, and Dean Holland said he didn't do it as well as he wanted to do it, but he said the best thing you do is document your journey, not just for other people to see how you've made it or how you've successed. But for yourself as well to go back on to go, hey, remember you were struggling there? What did you do to get over that? So, and I'm not much of a writer. I think I'm not. I'm um, maybe a self-diagnosed dyslexic. Can't even say it. But I'm not much of a writer because I spell wrong, and I always write you the wrong way around every time. I don't know why. But um, so, and I like talking, as you can may tell. So I started podcasting and just telling telling people like what I'm up to and maybe the things I've learned and some lessons that maybe I've spoke to someone somewhere and, and it's some of the inspiration that I got from someone, not, not just online, but offline as well. Cause I speak to a lot of people from um, like a car garage or someone else that's running the business. And uh, it was a, a landscaping business about, well, how he's getting on with it and stuff like that. And it just interesting. So I thought, well, I'm going to talk about it. But then that was going on for maybe nine months again with a podcast. And I was getting traction, people listened to it, but then not a lot. So I thought, right, I want to upgrade in a way, upgrade this. And I thought, right, I'll interview other people, but I'm not in a position where I can go to like Tony Robbins and say, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? Because he's obviously a busy man. And so I thought, well, 
well, I'm interested to hear how people started out online, how they started out online. Maybe I could find out, well, a little bit of inspiration from them on how they started online, which helped me, which would in turn help an audience. And that is just gone from strength to strength because it helps me so much. I, like I, In my head, everyone wants to quit their nine to five. Get out of that nine to five job. No way. Hmm, not necessarily. Not everyone wants to quit the nine to five job. There's veterinarians or there's doctors. Or there's people that are just doing it for a side hustle, affiliate marketing for a side hustle, but they're happy with their job. They love their job. And that's good. So I think, wow, look at this. I'm not, I'm, I'm different to a lot of them. And there's so many different people out there. And this is what you learn. There's so many different ways that people do affiliate marketing, maybe with YouTube channels and with blogs or a lot. Some people are writing books. There's so many different options and you get excited to want to do every single one, don't you? <laughs> this is the thing, but I'm sticking to a podcast for the minute because I'm oh, just making so many, so many new friends as well to get inspiration from, I think. And this is where I'm going with that. I think it's a great way to network as well, and and to you know just just increase your your overall network, and hopefully get some introductions uh, from it as well. I think uh, it's something that I put off myself for for a long time. I've wanted to do this podcast for for a while now, but always procrastinated on it. But I can only see advantages in in doing it really, without a doubt. We've been going for almost an hour now, and I've I've hardly said a word. You know, you, Sorry, yeah. you, you've you've made my job so easy to create this content. Well, there, you well this is the thing as well, isn't it? You um because you work online, and maybe you talk to a few customers or clients every now and again. But when you get to speak to someone like this, it's it's great. I get a little bit excited because you're talking about things that I'm interested in as well. But I think if you do something like this, where you're interviewing somebody somebody else, and you you get in their story and their experiences. I think it's entirely more interesting. Yeah, you've got. And a I think people are going to get well. a lot of. Yeah, I think people are going to get a lot more out of it, and and it it's easier as well. I, I think it's a lot easier because you, they, there are going to be endless people who want to talk to you. Yeah, because once once your podcast gets traction as well, you get people along. Like I, I, I know for a fact when someone comes on, they go, "Hi, how's it going?" and then. You got a podcast. You're like, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I'd, I'd like to be on that. You're like, oh, okay, I understand. And some people are like, I don't know, some the people that you get on, you want to make sure they've got a, a decent amount to say in a way, sort of thing. And it's good. I don't want um you don't want to damage your reputation with your podcast, sort of thing, as well. So you, obviously you can when you can, you can pick and choose who comes on. But um, yeah, it, it's fun. But whatever happens, what what I do now is what always make friends always make friends with whoever reaches out whoever contacts you even if they're just going hey buy this please buy, buy that send me a link send me a link not interested mate but it's very very nice thank you but it's not my cup of tea but because I, I think i used to be a bit abrupt back in the day where i'm like get lost or just ignore them oh, they're stupid that's not nice is it this is the thing just be nice to people that's all you got to do and you make friends and it'll work out in the long run but i had someone that um give me a bit of abuse before and but i have a text message so I thought, okay why, why are you doing that oh you, you're wrong this is stupid that's okay well, well I, I i learned this so this is why i don't think i'm wrong what do you, what do you think oh we end up being friends we talk all the time now he tends he tries to ring me on facebook and that sometimes and that but it's fine i'll chat to him he, i think people just want to voice their opinion sometimes and a podcast is a perfect way
Yeah, ex exactly. I mean, if, if you've got somebody in your inbox there who wants an argument with you, then why not invite them to come onto the show and you can have a bit of a duel or something, you know? That'll, that, that'll, that'll be a good... That, um, that yeah. would make for a great episode, wouldn't it? would, it? You know, wouldn't when, it? Yeah, yeah you can kill you two birds with one stone. To block out. <laughs> yeah, you can kill two birds with one stone. You can have a have a great argument with somebody and get your content done for the day as well, you know? I, exactly, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's, um, what, what's your end goal for the podcast then? I enjoy sort of chatting to other people and finding out every single person that you think, oh, like a lady I spoke to um, a little while ago. It's a bit like a coaching call. She, she come up with, you know, when people come up with good analysis, like um, fail to plan, plan to fail. She said a lot of things like that. And I thought, oh, can I write that down? That's a good thing to remember. Like, it's really good to remember. And I don't know whether I'm a big headed, but I do watch some of the podcasts myself over again. I listen to her sometimes. Think she was good. She was clever. And you keep in contact and maybe ask them a question about it later on. Say, hey, what about this? But um, my my bigger picture, my bigger plan, which I wanted to do sooner, is um, I want to stand on stage. I'm, I'm, I would, I used to be maybe a bit like, I don't want people to look at me. But I, got, I feel I've got so much to say. I'd love to stand on stage and do talks. Because I had a, a, a friend that used to do talks back in the day before this coronavirus. But then I went to a couple of theatres. I said, right, because I want I want to get the feel of it, maybe hire it out for a little while just to see what it's like, do a talk, practice through, right up, see, if I, see if I can do it, see if I've got enough content, because some people like myself, so they might think, yeah, I could talk on stage, get out, there's all these eyes looking at you. You'd like, oh, sugar, what shall I say? Everyone's looking at me now. I, I, I want to try it out. I want to give it a go. I'm not scared to do it sort of thing. Well, I say this at the moment, but you watch me sitting behind the curtain one day going, I ain't doing it. <laughs> I'll do a video. But um, yeah, the theatres aren't opening up till February 2022 at the minute. So you can't even book them. So I'm hoping that I can, well, I'm not going to go for the bloody one in London or anything, but maybe the local ones around here. Because there's um, one that I used to do working, to be honest, so is to change the lighting for and stuff. So I know the maintenance guy and hopefully I can get in contact with the manager and say, look, can I just have, because I assume they'd be empty at the moment so I could get in there. But yeah, that's not right. You can't get in there whatsoever. So in February, sort of thing, I'm trying to get content together to stand up on stage and do these talks. And well, people say it's stupid that you're going to talk to kids. Kids ain't got any money. But I want to educate me in the fact that a nine to five job is not your only not your only option. You have got a lot of other options. You could do Amazon FBA. You could do YouTube. There's so many different options. I just, I just want to help people open their eyes up to myself as well, sort of thing. My my age. I was like drowning. I was stuck. I've got to do this till I'm bloody retired. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be an electrician. I didn't want to climb around in a loft. But I didn't think I had any other choice because I wasn't going to be uh, going to get another career because I couldn't afford to. But with I think with affiliate marketing, I'm not up to the stature what I was earning as an electrician just yet. But I don't have to go out and do this. Do I don't have to use them tools that I've got in the van. I don't have to buy all this material. I don't have to. I just don't have to do so much more. And I, I just enjoy it. And I can see myself, well, quite pretty confident that I'm going to be bigger and better each time. And the thing, you know, that that um, the mean you get with the ball rolling up the hill. I used to think that flipping ball, my my ball's bigger than that. It's well hard, but it's it's true. It does get easier. It does get better. The more the more content you create because if someone finds someone comes across you now and says oh yeah i like what he's talking about then they've got nowhere else to go 
and they're going to like, well, I liked what he was talking about, but he hasn't done any other content, nothing else I can read. But if you've got so much content out there, maybe a website or a blog or videos or podcast, they can listen to a lot more. And this is what's happening. People are getting interested in and becoming my friends from it sort of thing. But saying, hey, I, I liked what you're saying there. It's really good. You're helping a lot of people. And I'm like, it's because you're a bit of a, you know, like a warm feeling inside where you maybe help a kid cross the road. It's like, well, yeah, cool. This is good. Like, all this stuff I'm doing, people do appreciate it. Not just these people that reach out and give me abuse. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are always quick to the mark. Yeah, it's nice to have some positive messages in, in exactly, the inbox yeah. for a change. You know, it makes yeah. a nice change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's been absolutely amazing uh, chatting with you um, today, Ben. I knew it would be a good podcast. Brilliant. That's why I, I was. Thank you very you know, much. I, I wanted to, to have you on, uh, so I, I knew it would be a good one. Can you tell our listeners? Where is the best place to come and find you and to find out a bit more about what you're up to? Right. The best place to, to find me would be Benjamin Poulter on Facebook. That's my, most of the time where I spend most of the place where I spend my time sort of thing on Facebook. So if you find me at Benjamin Poulter, reach out, have a chat. And well, if you want to find my podcast, that will be that'll be that's on my profile as well. But I'll say that's break the chains from your nine to five where you'll find some valuable content on there also. Excellent. I'll also put some links uh, to your Facebook and the podcast in the, the notes as well. So um, people don't have to start searching around blindly and giving up when they, they can't well, the find th it. The thing is as well, what you find that um, if they want to find it out that, that, that bad, they'll find it because they the people that, that click a few links and say, oh, I can't be bothered to be like, well, maybe you wasn't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly well i'm i'm sure um anybody who who searches out your podcast is going to get uh he's going to get a lot out of it because you've got some good good interviews on there yeah. including one with me as well. yourself included indeed <laughs> so so if people want to get more of me and you together yeah then uh then they can search out your podcast as well uh okay so i think i think we'll we'll wrap that up there um thank you once again for joining me uh on the episode today ben and i will chat to you again very soon well, thank you very much. Please visit internetmarketingreveal.com and davidwalker.net for more free content. If you need a domain name for your business, visit domainsreveal.com where you'll find more than 1,000 premium domains. And finally, please rate and review this podcast. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>